the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. This buds for you. Sure not for me, I'll tell you that. Not only because I don't drink beer, but, but if I did, it wouldn't be for me, I can guarantee you. Not after the ad that showed up a couple of days ago. Dylan Mulvaney, a pathetic excuse for a 27-year-old man who dresses like a 16-year-old girl and acts like, I don't know, 12-year-old, and who was celebrated at the White House by the big guy and then received a congratulatory letter from Kamala Harris for completing his year of becoming a girl, puked this out over the weekend. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So... I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Boy, as usual, radio doesn't do this lunatic justice. To really appreciate how nauseating he actually is, you have to see him and the can. Now, Budweiser released a statement that says, quote, Anheuser-Busch Bush works with hundreds of influencers across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audience across various demographics and passion points. From time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan Mulvaney. The commemorative can was a gift to celebrate a personal milestone and is not for sale to the general public. Well, that's fine. Uh, that also gave him the ability to do an ad with it. So it's not you know, like he just received this can as a gift and they had a little party and he bought a new dress or something, whatever he does when he's excited. I don't know. But, you know, they made a, he made a commercial out of it. Because that's what it's, it, I mean, I don't know how many people saw the nauseating thing he did with it. Anyway, and if that wasn't nauseating enough, the Country Music Awards last night included a drag show. Yep, they've gone to Budweiser and country music with this stuff. Enjoy life while you can. The human race, good chance, may be doomed. Anyway, when we come back, Donald Trump's in New York. He'll be arraigned tomorrow morning. We'll have a legal expert here to try to explain that insanity. And we'll tell you what happened over the weekend. That will mean we're paying for four bucks a gallon for gas again sometime real soon. Stick around. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. 
Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hi, I'm Olivia and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data... You can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Nancy Pelosi says Donald Trump gets to prove his innocence starting tomorrow when he's indicted in New York City. Lots of Democrats agree with her, but it's, of course, the government that has to prove him guilty. And the question is guilty of what and what are their chances? Zach Smith is a legal fellow. He's a manager of the Mies Center for Legal Studies at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us now. Zach, always good to have you on. Thanks for coming back. Of course. Thanks for having me on, John. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, thanks again. But so so do you think that uh, that was a, a Freudian slip by Nancy Pelosi, or could she possibly be that dumb? Well, we can only hope it was a Freudian slip. Unfortunately, I think so many of the left today think that's how our criminal justice system and our government at large should work. Basically, the government accuses you of something and then you get to, quote, prove your innocence. Innocence, Of course, as you mentioned, John, that's not the way our system of justice works. It's not the way it's supposed to work. Uh, And as you mentioned, the government in any criminal case bears the burden of proof and they have to prove the charges beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the highest burden we know in American law. The framers of our Constitution were very concerned about innocent men or women being convicted and sent to prison falsely. And so that's why the government bears the burden of proof in criminal cases. Now, we don't know the exact charges against Donald Trump right now. Alvin Bragg has kept that under seal. We'll likely find out tomorrow when Donald Trump is arraigned. Uh, But based on what we know so far, what we've heard leaked to the press, uh, the charges that Alvin Bragg uh, is pursuing against Donald Trump, supposedly, they sound like very novel, very complex charges, which may be very difficult for him to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So how long have they been after Trump up there in New York? Since before he ran for president? 
Well, he's been facing allegations and investigations uh, from many different arenas since before he ran for president. Uh, based on what's been leaked in the media, you know, these allegations stem from a series of hush money payments he made to Stormy Daniels and some other uh, folks as well. But, you know, Stormy Daniels, she was an adult film star that alleged she had an affair. Donald Trump. Now, he denies it. Uh, but Mike Cohen, his former attorney and fixer, uh, made payments to Stormy Daniels essentially to get the story to go away. And the theory that Alvin Bragg is purported to be pursuing, uh, you know, even the Washington Post, even the New York Times said it's a very novel, very complex, a very odd theory, to be perfectly honest. Because essentially what Alvin Bragg, again, if the press reports are to be, to be believed, is supposedly pursuing is essentially a falsification business documents case, uh, which typically would be a misdemeanor under New York law. Uh, but he's trying to upgrade that to a felony charge by showing that this these payments, these falsifications were allegedly done with the intent to conceal another crime, which in this case, I suppose, would have to be a federal campaign finance violation, uh, which, again, is very odd because typically federal campaign finance violations are pursued by federal prosecutors and the U.S. Department of Justice declined to pursue any type of charges, campaign finance charges against Donald Trump. So this, you know, is a really odd case in a lot of ways. I don't know. Do you, you have any uh, thoughts on what happened last week? I, I think um, on Wednesday uh, or maybe Tuesday. Anyway, one day last week they said, you now the reports were that uh, he was going to adjourn the, the grand jury and re- revisit in a month. And then about 20 minutes after that announcement came out, they, the, the announcement came out that he would be indicted. What happened there, do you yeah. think? I think that timing caught a lot of people off guard. A lot of people thought we wouldn't hear anything for quite some time. Frankly, I don't know exactly what happened, John, but I'll tell you what's another odd angle to this case. You know, Alvin Bragg uh, is a rogue prosecutor, one of these so-called progressives that came into office pledging not to prosecute many crimes, not to seek incarceration in many cases. He's essentially stopped prosecuting most misdemeanors in New York City. He's stopped seeking to hold people pending their trials, releasing repeat violent felons back onto the street uh, to victimize the citizens of New York time and time again. And so when you compare Alvin Bragg's stance on many, many criminal justice issues to the case he's pursuing against Donald Trump, again, if reports are to be believed, you know, I think it really strikes a lot of people as hypocritical. And this double standard that appears to, to be being applied to Donald Trump is what so many people find so problematic about this and the other investigations uh, into Trump. Now, have you seen the story about the, um, the the guy in the parking garage? I have, but this is par for the course. And now, you're referencing... It, yeah, go yeah, ahead. He, you go explain. A, well, I was just going to say, based on what I've seen in the news, you know, someone tried to rob this parking attendant. The parking attendant wrestled the would-be robber's gun away from him and shot him in self-defense. This was and after he had Brad, been shot, though. He, had, he's, he was also shot. Correct. He was. And he shot the the would-be robber. And Alvin Bragg, guess who he decided to charge, John? He decided to charge the victim, the parking lot attendant, uh, which, again, just boggles the mind. You know, keep in mind, you saw something similar play out earlier uh, with the bodega store owner who was attacked and acted in self-defense. It wasn't the criminal or the other people with the criminal who initially attacked the bodega worker that Alvin Bragg decided to charge. It was the victim. And so, look, this is part of Alvin Bragg and the entire rogue prosecutor movement's M.O. They don't care about victims. Uh, They really coddle criminals. They don't seek justice in most cases. And the results have been predictable. You see crime rates, particularly violent crime rates, go up. And if anyone's interested in learning more about this movement, learning more about Alvin Bragg in particular, uh, my colleague and I, we actually have a book coming out. On June 27th of this year, it's called Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities, where we talk about this movement. And in fact, we have an entire chapter devoted to Alvin Bragg, his radical policies, and the devastating consequences they've had on the citizens of New York. Wow, that's good. Then when's the book coming out? June 27th. And if you go to Amazon now, it's called Rogue Prosecutors. Uh, you can pre-order it, and I hope uh, everyone will take a look. What do you say to people uh, who are saying that 
Uh, it's not true that uh, Soros funded this guy uh, uh, Bragg's uh, uh, campaign, and that it's anti-Semitic to suggest that he did, because Soros, of course, is Jewish. Well, it's absolutely not anti-Semitic to report facts. Look, I'm against anti-Semitism. I don't think anyone should be discriminated against because of their gender, their race, their ethnicity, their religion. But when you report facts, the charge of anti-Semitism is really just designed to deflect from inconvenient truths. Now, the people who say that George Soros didn't back Alvin Bragg, they're being too cute by half. Uh, no, he didn't directly contribute to Alvin Bragg, but he gave to a PAC a million dollars to a PAC that then spent a lot of that million dollars in support of Alvin Bragg's candidacy. And one of the things we talk about in our Rogue Prosecutor's book, we have an entire chapter devoted to the money, how the mo- where the money's coming from by and large, George Soros, but there are some other left-leaning billionaires as well, and how that money is distributed. And I think it's important to keep in mind, uh, this is very hard to trace. Uh, George Soros and others, despite their claims to be fully transparent with who they're funding and who they're supporting, uh, they're not. They disperse the money through a lot of 527 groups, nonprofits, there are different PACs they set up in each state. And so it can be very, very difficult to trace the money. But to say that George Soros didn't back Alvin Bragg, well, that's just not true. Uh, And it really seems like George Soros and Alvin Bragg's other backers are trying to create distance now that it may be becoming politically inconvenient for them. Yeah, here's what I understand, Zach. Um, What's in it for George Soros and other billionaires to be in favor of prosecutors who release people, dangerous people, back out out onto the street? I I don't – is it just a matter of being uh, disruptive and being so anti-American that you just know that will do harm to the citizens and so that's a good thing? When I see this – about these guys um, supporting these people all around the country, these district attorneys, what's in it for them? What, what, what is the, the, the plus to having a DA who uh, doesn't prosecute crime? Yeah, so we talk about this in our book. This movement actually grew out of the prison abolition movement in the 1960s and 1970s. Believe it or not, there's actually a movement, largely academic, that thinks we shouldn't have prisons. We shouldn't lock up anyone for any reason. Now, you can imagine when that idea was floated to the general public, it got the reaction it should have. That's insane, (laughs) and we're not going to do that. And so what they've done, they've essentially tweaked their language, tweaked their methods, but essentially at its core, the people who support this rogue prosecutor movement have bought into two myths about our criminal justice system. They believe that our criminal justice system is systemically racist. It's not. And they bought into the myth that we have a mass incarceration problem. We don't. If you look at who is incarcerated, by and large, it's repeat violent offenders. And so if you talk about locking up fewer people or releasing uh, currently incarcerated individuals back onto the street, that necessarily means releasing some repeat violent offenders back onto the street. And so they're very forthright if you know where to look, largely in academic articles, largely in uh, books by law professors and some others. They say the only way to achieve their goals to undo the supposed systemic racism of our criminal justice system is to fundamentally transform it, to tear it down and rebuild it from the ground up. And so, unfortunately, this is part of that process. And again, we're seeing the consequences, and it's absolutely devastating in the communities where these policies have been enacted. And But here's the other thing. Again, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. These are elected uh, positions. And so people are somehow voting and uh, somehow electing and then reelecting people who are turning criminals out onto the street. Are, are can people actually be that stupid, or are these people that good at selling well, selling what they're selling? They're good at selling what they're selling, John, because by and large, when a lot of these individuals are starting to run for office, particularly when they were starting to run, you know, back in 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, before a lot of this hit the front page news, they were campaigning, saying we want an equal justice system. We want a fair justice system. We don't want any innocent individuals to go to prison. 
Those are non-controversial statements that all of us would likely agree with. But what became apparent is once those individuals got into office, what they meant with those general poll-tested platitudes was something radically different than what you or I would understand them to mean. And so I think as citizens are starting to understand what's happening, at least in some cities, they're starting to push push back. I mean, look at what happened in San Francisco, uh, Chase Abudin, the radical DA there. Uh, he was recalled from office. And, you know, San Francisco is no liberal bastion. Marilyn Mosby, the rogue district attorney in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, voters kicked her out of office. She lost her primary election. She's now facing federal indictment. And so I think as people start to understand what's happening, why it's so harmful, and why, frankly, why a lot of what these prosecutors are saying just isn't true, I hope and I think uh, people will start pushing back and we'll start seeing more of these rogue prosecutors turned out of office. We're talking to Zach Smith, he's legal fellow and manager of the Mies Center for Legal Studies at the Heritage Foundation, uh, and the author of a book coming out June 27th. Once again, the, the title of the book, Zach? It is Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. And you can pre-order it on Amazon up right now. Great. Okay, so I got to let's get back to the uh, the Donald Trump thing while I still have a few minutes here. Um, yeah. What are the chances of getting a fair trial with new with a New York jury? And not just in this, well, but in, in, I guess in, first of all in this case where he's going to be indicted tomorrow. Yeah, look, again, we still don't know what the charges are, but I certainly suspect that's something Donald Trump's lawyers are going to say. Uh, they're going to ask to change venue, likely to somewhere else in New York, upstate, uh, maybe. But I suspect, you know, it may be very difficult for Donald Trump to get a fair trial in New York. Certainly the jury selection process, I would imagine a large number of jurors would have to be brought in. Extensive questioning would have to be done of that jury pool. And really, it would be a spectacle like nothing we've ever seen before in American history because we have never had a former president indicted before in American history. And so when I say we're in uncharted territory, John, we are really in uncharted territory as a country. And is the Georgia case another example of an ambitious local prosecutor down there? And what what are his, is, is, is that something that's more serious than the New York one? Well, we'll have to wait and see. You know, that case is being pursued by the Democratic uh, Fulton County District Attorney. That's Atlanta, the Atlanta area, uh, Fannie Willis. Uh, she impaneled a special grand jury, you may recall, uh, the foreperson of that grand jury, she gave a series of bizarre interviews where she talked about some of the the uh, stuff that was presented to them, which was really odd and uh, borderline inappropriate, if not, in fact, inappropriate, because grand jury proceedings are supposed to be secret. Uh, you know, a lot of that investigation centers around what happened immediately after the 2020 election, you know, whether there was any any undue election interference, uh, whether it was inappropriate uh, for an alternate slate of electors, the so-called fake electors, to cast their ballots for Donald Trump, which, by the way, what those electors did, those alternate Trump electors did, there's ample historical precedent. Uh, for them doing that to preserve Donald Trump's ability to have a remedy if, in fact, he had prevailed in his electoral challenges. Uh, but, you know, this certainly does appear to be uh, there are political considerations. I mean, look, both Alvin Bragg in New York and Fannie Willis in Atlanta, uh, for all their flaws, they're not stupid. And they realize that if and when they indict Donald Trump, as Alvin Bragg has, they'll immediately become national figures. Their star with those on the left will skyrocket and they will likely reap the political benefits of that. And so we'll have to wait and see what happens in uh, Atlanta with that Georgia investigation. Uh, but that is certainly something to keep an eye on as well. Well, Zach, uh, I'm out of time. We'll have you back uh, after, for sure, if not sooner, uh, after June 27th, when your book called... Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. When that comes out, we'll have you on to talk about it. I I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. Take okay. care. Yep, that's Zach Smith. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, security tied in New York City for...
Donald Trump's historic court appearance this week. But as correspondent Greg Clugston reports from New York. Police here have placed metal barriers around Trump Tower and blocked roads near Manhattan Criminal Courthouse. Even as officials brace for possible protests, the NYPD said there were no credible threats to the city. It also said that officers have been placed on alert and the department remains ready to respond as needed. The former president is due to be arraigned at the courthouse Tuesday afternoon. Greg Clugston, New York. The former president will soon arrive in New York City. A threat of more violent weather this week. Areas that could see severe thunderstorms include parts of Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana southward to portions of Missouri, Arkansas, eastern Oklahoma, and northeast Texas. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 9898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Stay up 1250. The answer. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On April 17th, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Learn more now at TheAnswerPGH.com. They are our cuddlers and co workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hey, John Stoggerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Partly cloudy skies tonight, low 47. Very warm tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. A shower in spots in the afternoon, high 73. Overcast tomorrow night, mild with a late night thunderstorm below 60. Wednesday will be cloudy and warm with temperatures approaching the record set back in 1910. We'll see a passing morning shower becoming breezy in the afternoon with a heavy gusty thunderstorm, high 82. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, just uh, guess what just went up? Oil prices. And you don't have to guess what that means. Gas prices are going up, too. Why, when, and how much, of course, are the questions. Um, Daniel Turner is the founder and executive director of Power of the Future and a uh, frequent guest on this show. Good to have you back, uh, Daniel. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you, John, for having me on. So let's start with the why. 
Why? Why did they cut production? No. Why are oil prices going up? Yeah, that and that's. Wow. I guess that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah, oil prices are going up because they are producing uh, less. Uh, OPEC announced last night. Yeah, one point one million barrel a day production cuts. Um, and this is this is the power we have given OPEC. Um, right. This this in in an ideal world or in two thousand nineteen, this would be meaningless. OPEC would have no power over our economy or over energy prices, um, but we've given, the Biden administration has given OPEC all of their power back. And when ruthless people like the OPEC cartel has power, they use it. They're not afraid, right? So they have, they have no problem raising the prices of, of, of oil by cutting production to increase the, you know, the revenue to their coffers. They don't care about human flourishing and prosperity and Remember, these are awful regimes, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela, Russia. So they are thrilled to see America suffer uh, and to have more money in their pockets. Um, are there any other commodities, products, whatever? Uh, I was just thinking about this. It's, it's not There aren't too many products where people have such a control over it that it's actually profitable for them to produce less of their product. Where else does that exist? Yeah, it's a fascinating point you raise. And the difference between America and the OPEC plus cartel is that our American companies, Western America, I'll include Canada with that as well, as well, of course. But, but our oil and gas companies prefer to make their profit on volume than they do on price. Um, American oil and gas companies would be much happier as they were in the previous administration with oil comfortably at $55, $50 a barrel if they can have 15 wells rather than just 10. Um, the OPEC world is different. They want to make their money on price and not on volume. So they cut production when necessary because drilling a well is expensive. Drilling wells are hard. Um, so it, it, it is a huge difference in in capitalism to, to a certain extent if you can call what they're doing capitalist but yeah this is a rare instance that by lowering the uh, the production of something you increase the price of it and how much does russia russia have to do with this most recent uh, oil reduction well o- russia is part of this what they call opec plus the opec was originally just the the arab nations um and then they expanded to what they call opec plus to include russia uh, and Venezuela. And so OPEC plus uh, Russia is definitely part of it. And Russia, 70% of its of its GDP depends upon oil and gas production. Um, if you're a place like Saudi Arabia, it's 90% of your GDP is oil and gas production. Contrast that to America, where it's, I think, 12, 14% of, of our GDP. We have a diversified economy, and, and that's good. That's a sign of a healthy economy. Um, but, but the OPEC nations, this is their lifeblood. And what do they do with the surplus cash? Right? If you're Russia, you invade Ukraine with surplus cash. That's why they were quiet during the Trump years. Uh, definitely Donald Trump was a loose cannon, and you didn't know what he would do militarily. But they also didn't have any money. What does Venezuela do when they have excess cash? Right? Well, do, they, do they build schools for girls? Right? What does Iran do? When they have excess cash, do they increase the, the, the freedoms of minorities, right? Do they build? <laughs> no, of course, they engage in terrorism. Um, so they want more cash to live the life that they want. If we outproduced them, they would be broke. And when they were broke, we had a, a quiet world. There's a reason, again, why the world was quiet in the Trump years. Yes, he was a loose cannon militarily. You didn't know what he would do. But also, the bad guys didn't have as much money because of American energy independence. And what do you suppose is the motivation? Can it possibly be just a an obsession with the religion of climate change that would allow uh, half of the government of the United States to think that this is a good idea to give these people power by not producing our own oil? Is it is are they that? obsessed with climate change? Do they really believe it that much? I'm glad that you call it a religion because it it absolutely is a religion because only people of faith 
can believe that that suffering has some value to it, right? I mean, there's a lot of Catholics on your call right now in the Pittsburgh area. I'm one of you. Uh, you know, we just had Palm Sunday, and on Friday we'll fast with Good Friday. It's our faith that tells us that suffering can bring about goodness uh, and, and holiness. That's the climate religion. They think the suffering they are inflicting on us is somehow good, and, and, and that's why it has to be seen as a religion. That's why they tell you to believe in science. They don't tell you to trust. They don't have empirical data. These are all statements and beliefs based on faith in the climate religion. Quite frankly, if you want even a humorous example of that, it's why Greta Thunberg, who just got a, an honorary PhD, got it in theology. She didn't get it in science. She didn't get it in engineering. She got it in theology. And that is how deeply they believe the climate cult, that they look at the suffering they're inflicting on the American people, and they say, you know what, this is necessary. This is good. This will be good for their soul. And, and that's why they have to be defeated. They're a threat to the world. I, it's, this is not um, germane to what we're talking about necessarily, but I guess it kind of is. I just saw something kind of scary over the weekend. Um, I have a place up in Canada, so I, I check the weather up there every once in a while, and um, I, I would always check it on, I would get a weather forecast, and there would be warnings from Environment Canada, you know, and that would tell you that there are high winds on the lake or, you know, big snowfall, whatever. I notice now that it's called Environment and Climate Change Canada. <laughs> of course it is. It has to infiltrate everything we do. Uh, and 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 it's never going to cease. Um, and and it, it it is a huge threat because look at what we've look at what's happened to the world after just two years of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happened to the price of your goods and services, to the price of food, fuel, uh, eggs, and this is just two years of the climate stuff. Yeah. Uh, when does the good part kick in? Well, here's the thing that the fact that Canada and I'm sure that the United States would like to do the same and will if, if allowed, you know, if, if we don't get these people out of there. But uh, to me, what's scary about it is that it's now been declared by the government that this is not open for discussion. That no. we we the government are in control of the climate, and uh, I mean, I don't think it's a small thing. No, and, and when they do that here, and trust me, this administration would like to do that here, what are the consequences when you, when you dare defy it? Well, we saw what happened with COVID, right? If you get labeled a misinformer or a denier, or uh, we had social media companies cancel people's account because they were asking questions about COVID. Um, we were having people arrested if you dared to open your, your hair salon during COVID. Unless you were Nancy um, Pelosi's. Uh, of clients, course. Yeah. Well, and it's the same as when John Kerry gets on his private jet. Mm-hmm. So it, it will be no different here. Once we begin to accept that this is what you have to believe, then all dissent will need to be destroyed. And, and that is very much what they want. I think the climate people looked at the COVID people with tremendous envy. <laughs> and they said, boy, oh boy, we could get these people to be locked in their homes to change their diet. We closed their churches on them. They would love to do that in the name of climate change. Remember, it wasn't that long ago in the presidential debate when we had questions like, you know, should be we regulating cheeseburgers? Should we force people to become uh, vegan for climate change? And Kamala Harris was at that. And you know what she said, as she always says, when she doesn't know how to answer a question? I think we should have that conversation. Yeah, and then she gave no problem. Yeah, they have no problem telling you that they don't want you to eat red meat. And you say, well, who the heck do you think you are? Regul- well, you know what we're doing it? We're doing it for your good. We're doing it for COVID or climate change. Doesn't matter. It's the same level of tyranny. Well, last week, and we're talking to Daniel Turner, the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. Last week, the House passed a bill to increase production. What would that bill do? And did that have anything to do with OPEC cutting its production? Um, you know, I, th- I think it probably could be timed, and, and that's just OPEC playing political games with the Biden administration to remind them who's in charge. Um, H.R. 1 is very valuable. Um, the Biden administration has promised a veto. I still think it has a strong chance in the Senate. Uh, you look at the wonderful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. you got a Bobby Casey there who p- claims to be a moderate but runs as a uh, legislates as a liberal. Well, he's got an election coming up, and he's going to have to have some 
sign that he's moderate. So he could potentially cave on H.R. 1. Cross your border into West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Cross another border into Ohio, Sherrod Brown. Very similar predicaments. So I think H.R. 1 does stand a stronger chance than than, than uh, Schumer admits. He says it's dead on arrival, yeah. Yeah, really what it does is it takes away a lot of the power of these government bureaucrats to uh, grant oil and gas leases. Well, look at the Willow Project that was finally approved, and we spent weeks hemming and hawing. Maybe permission will come today, maybe not, maybe Friday, maybe we need another study. At a certain point, you have to scratch your head and say, what is happening here? Like, who, who are these bureaucrats that get to hold up billions of dollars worth of projects because of their political agenda? So HR1 permitting reform would, would take away those bureaucrats' power. And boy, that's necessary across the board, not just in energy, but I've said this before on your great show, John. Anyone in your listeners right now who wants to put a deck on his house and has to deal with all these idiot bureaucrats who are saying, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't give you permission. We need to take away power from these people. Yeah, um, and uh, again, we're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the founder and executive director of uh, Power of the Future. Um, and again, you know, you say price, gas prices are going up. Uh, this is this is something that is it's not hard to get the voters' attention when it comes to four bucks a gallon. They notice that you can't hide that from them. Um, and so these guys, like you mentioned, Manchin in, in, in Ohio and Casey here in Pennsylvania, I mean, Manchin in West Virginia, Casey here in Pennsylvania, um, this is something that uh, this is going to be a little tougher for them to vote against it because, it, as you said, the prices are going up. So they're going to be yeah. asked to vote on this just as prices have gone or about to go up, right? Absolutely. And we're hitting the point of the year that we start using more oil than ever before. It's because we travel a lot more in the summer. It's because most of our farm equipment is now being used 24-7. And that consumes an awful lot of, 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 of diesel as well as gas for certain equipment. And so prices normally in the summer are high. You add these production cuts on top of it. And that's going to make prices even even higher. And the American people, quite frankly, are tired of $12 chopped meat, right? They're tired of, of $6 a dozen eggs. They're tired of things that they know what the price should be, and they can't afford to buy it anymore. And Easter's around the corner. How many people can't afford lamb? I'm a sheep farmer. Trust me, I know what prices are when it comes to to, to sheep, sadly, the, the the sheep owners we don't make the money. It's 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 down on the other end of the of the the supply chain. But the American people are tired of paying these really high prices, and they have to hold their politicians accountable. Americans don't have don't, don't need to have long term memory. 2019 was not that long ago, and we know that prices your gas bill, your electric bill. We know things should not be this expensive, and there's a reason why they are. And it can be reversed if we get new political leadership. It kind of sneaks up on you. I, I just went to the store today to buy something as dumb as cat litter, and I pay, I, I I very rarely pay any attention to how much how much things I have to have cost. You know, you have to have cat litter, so I I never looked at the price of it. I've been buying the you know my wife tells me what to get and I buy it and I just you know throw it in there and I leave and I don't know how much it costs. Well, I just noticed today that it for some reason. It's forty cents more for a ten-pound bag of cat litter than it was about two months ago. That, yeah. that, that's uh, that's that's uh, like a, a ten percent increase. And so everything you put in your grocery cart is is like that stuff that you normally wouldn't pay attention to. Hey, I need milk, so give me the milk, and you don't look at the price, you know, all the time. But then you see that at the end of the month, you you're out four or five hundred bucks because everything that you bought is up ten percent. And it's all, because, and, and, all most of it's because of gas. Absolutely, cat litter is is one of the most uh, is is almost completely made from from natural gas. Um, most of the products we have in our household are are a product of oil or gas, or they're made with. But a lot of them are products of uh, oil or gas. Cat litter is a great example of that. Everything rubber and plastic is example of that. And all those prices have gone up, and they will continue to go up until we can be energy independent again. And then we can silence OPEC. And then we can drain Vladimir Putin's coffers. Uh, oil and gas production in America is a, is a net positive across the board. But 
if you believe in the religion of climate change and you believe, not know, if you believe fossil fuels are bad, well, then that's where we are with this administration. And they will never admit that fossil fuels are good because it goes against their beliefs. That's really amazing, Daniel. Um, and we're talking to Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future. I would have, I, I just kind of threw that cat litter thing in there. I wasn't planning on talking to you about it, but you come right back at me with, "Yeah, that's natural gas. Who knows? Who knows that? That their their cat messing around on the cat litter, it costs them more because of natural gas. How many people would be aware of that?" That's the miracle of the fossil fuel industry, and that's why I just think it is, a, is the greatest sign of, of, of God's love for the American people in the world. We've made millions and millions of products from this, this, this natural uh, 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 product that comes from the ground, and, and we've had a better life, a more robust life, a more fulfilling life because you have uh, 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 your plastic cell phone or a happy cat. Right. Our life is better because of fossil fuels. We're healthier and we're cleaner. And if you don't believe that, look at the countries in the world that are the least healthy and that are the, are the most polluted. They are the furthest from a fossil fuel economy. Fossil fuels are nothing but a positive thing. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania knows that millions of people work in that industry. But boy, they have to get out and vote for people who think the same thing. So so bottom line, what's gas going to be at around Memorial Day and how long is it going to stay there? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see oil get close to $100 a barrel because it was going to get to 80 anyway, and these production cuts are going to hurt even more. Um, so, you know, I don't think it, uh, Ford 25 a gallon gas is, is unreasonable. Tragic, but I think it's very inevitable. And if it gets to that, Daniel, so let's say it's 425, you know, in, in the first week of June, how long does it stay there? And, and what are the chances um, of it going up from there? Yeah, it will stay there. Again, prices are sustained all through June, July, and August. It's the, it's, it's the, 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 the highest season of, and of consumption for oil and gas. Um, it'll stay there until, until people start staying home. October. When school starts again. So, yeah, pretty much. Again, I hope I am wrong. I don't want this to happen to the American people. But I know the numbers and I know the way the economy works. Um, Joe Biden could reverse all of this tomorrow if he wanted to. He really could. He has all that power to do it, but he has a different set of beliefs than you and I do, and um, and we're suffering the consequences. Yeah, that was my next question. How long would it take to reverse it and, and get back to where we were two years ago? Well, I think the market signal it would send uh, would be immediate. I think if Biden came out tomorrow and said we could reopen Keystone and we could consume uh, resume drilling in, in the Gulf and in Anwar and we would we would reopen federal lands, I think you would send an immediate market signal that would have a, 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 a price impact. And within six months, eight months, production levels would start going up. It, it wouldn't take very, very long. It wouldn't be immediate, but it wouldn't take very long. This industry wants to get to work. Um, we just have a government that's preventing it from happening. Well, Daniel, you always come here with bad news, but good, <laughs> good, good, good ideas and good information and I hope this, this turns around because it's insane. But, but thanks for coming on. I'm sure, sure we'll have you on again soon. One day I'm going to come on with all good news, John, and I look forward to it. Hey, thanks. We'll, we'll be back. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed? And a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities. Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. 
People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. So uh, I want to play a commercial for you right now. All of our commercials, we want you to we want you to uh, just take advantage of them and 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 give our uh, sponsors business, but not this one. This is not a commercial. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports, and I'm not sure exactly which sport. But either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Yes, we want you to patronize all our fine sponsors. We believe in all of them here. But that is a commercial for a beer you should never drink again. That's Dylan Mulvaney. Never buy Budweiser again. How about that for a commercial? That's that's not a commercial for Budweiser. I just mentioned their name, unfortunately. Buy any other kind of beer besides Budweiser because of Dylan Mulvaney. Ugh. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.